the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters is the voice of anglers and hunters. So what does that mean? Well, it means it's your voice. It's your fishing trip. It's your hunting trip. It's your experience in the outdoors. It's our wildlife. It's our conservation. Our protection of your rights and our great outdoors is what we're all about. And it's you that makes us who we are. So today, we're going to review some issues and hot-button topics that have affected anglers and hunters now and will into the future. Yamaha Canada proudly presents the Angler and Hunter Radio Show, the voice of anglers and hunters. On today's show, fisheries biologist with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters, Tom Brook, is in studio to talk about the Lake Scugog walleye and Port Hope salmon fisheries. OFAH senior wildlife biologist Mark Rickman drops in to discuss spring bear, coyote and wolf hunting in Ontario. Bill C246, the good, the bad and the ugly with Greg Ferrant, manager of government affairs and policy with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Plus, the Ozuri Outdoor Quiz and more on today's Angler and Hunter Radio. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Fishing and hunting. Why are these pastimes so important to you? You hunt and fish because the outdoors always calls you back home. It's a tradition. It's a passion. It's your identity. Your promise to stand up for fishing and hunting is a promise for your future. Today, make a promise to support conservation and traditions with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. OFAH membership includes Ontario Out of Doors magazine and only through this limited time offer, a team OFAH camouflage field case, a coast inspection light, Tink's deer lure, Quaker Boy deer call, HS sent away, and a team OFAH hunting cushion. This limited time OFAH membership package is only $89.95. Care enough to join today. Call one 800 263 OFAH. Isn't it about time you took that fishing or hunting trip of a lifetime? Make your lifelong memory now by booking your adventure at the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Find the perfect hunting or fishing packages in more than hundreds of Quebec's exceptional world class outfitters. And you know what? You could win your trip by entering one of the two giveaways run by the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Don't wait. They're only a click away at QuebecOutfitters.com or give them a call toll free at 1-800-567-9009. With over 130 years of knife making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They proved themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. 
Invasive species are one of the greatest threats to the health of Ontario's ecosystems. The Invading Species Awareness Program provides outreach, education, and an avenue for the public to report sightings of invasive species through the Invading Species Hotline. To report an invasive species or to learn more about the program, call us at 1-800-563-7711. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns. And with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. Angler and Hunter Radio's Fishing Corner is brought to you by CUDA. Fierce. Tough. Proven. Welcome to the voice of Anglers and Hunters, Angler and Hunter Radio. Joining us now is Tom Brook, fisheries biologist with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Tom, could you give the listeners a bit of an update on what's going on with the walleye fishery in Lake Scugog? Um, well, just uh, this past winter, the uh, the walleye fishery on the lake was closed. So the, the lake's still open for uh, fishing for other species, but specifically for walleye, you can't go and fish. Um, the reason for the closure is that the fish, they, they more or less, they can't, uh, they, they don't have the ability to, to reproduce uh, really effectively anymore. So um, it's, it's been a, you know, a long-term problem. It's been something that's been occurring for quite some time, but uh, we've kind of gotten to a, a point where action needed to be taken, I suppose. Solutions. What have we, what have we come up with at the OFAH and, and how about the MNRF? Uh, you know, where are we heading with this now? What are we going to do about this? There wasn't really a lot of knowledge about exactly what the cause was. So part of the action is to figure out exactly what the problem is. Probably one of the, the 
like the potential causes was lack of spawning habitat. So the habitat's degraded for one reason or another, or it's changed some somehow, and, and the fish don't have an area to spawn. But we don't really know that. So that's one of the kind of the big key pieces is to figure out, okay, well, um, where's the spawning habitat? Is it still any good? Uh, how many fish are in the lake? Are they spawning? Are they actually showing up to the spawning habitat? And then what kind of numbers? Then there's this other piece that's kind of on the side. There's a lot of panfish in that lake, specifically bluegill and, and black crappie. Huge numbers of these these fish. Um, and black crappie specifically, they're, they're known to be uh, really hard on walleye populations. They feed pretty heavily on juvenile walleye. And so with, you know, kind of questionable spawning habitat maybe uh maybe some of the 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 conditions aren't great for spawning in the lake and then you've got this uh population of fish that feed on young you know that it might be kind of a a perfect storm so yeah the initial steps are really to figure out kind of really get a, a handle on what the problems are piece by piece and then come up with with actionable solutions as you kind of move along what has been done so far? I mean, have we gone out and tried to count these fish, or what? What kind of action has been taken to date? Because this has all happened in a, a window of less than a year, has it not? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the the closure was in the winter time. Um, the MNRF and the OFH have been working with uh, the Lake Scugog stewards um, to actually look at uh, some of the the historically known spawning habitats. So some maps were made up in the eighties of where the, the walleye spawned. Um, landowners were contacted, and again, the, the lake stewards stepped up to the plate and provided uh, volunteers to go out to these sites, which are directly adjacent to shore, they're right offshore, and, and actually physically look for spawning walleye during the spawn. So they, they were spotlighting for, for walleye eyes. To see their eyes glowing yeah, in the dark. People, yeah, they, they, have, they have a special membrane in their eyes that reflect light, so they, they actually stand out pretty well, and you okay. can kind of get a bit of a count. And, and that way you could tell, you know, what habitat's still being used, at least. Um, so that's kind of the first, first piece of the puzzle. Um, uh, the next step that the MNRF has, has been undertaking is physically going out and having a look at what the habitat is like, how much uh, silt is on some of the, uh, the lake bottom where the, where the fish are spawning, maybe looking a little bit at uh, nursery habitat. So um, hopefully... We'll get a, a bit of a picture um, as to, you know, what the what the spawning habitat's looking like. Okay, so obviously too soon to look at any results from this data, but uh, there is some active uh, progress being made in determining, you know, what's going on out there. Yeah, it's 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 going to take some time. I mean, um, the closure of the fishery is kind of a, a hands-off action where. Uh, you know, there, there's a chance that it might recover on its own, but there's a chance that it won't. So working at the same time to, to kind of figure out what this problem is and then, again, come up with, with items that we can actually work on. So if there's no spawning habitat, we make some spawning habitat. Um, and that's going to, you know, that's going to require a partnership between the lake stewards again, the MNRF, and the OFAH and groups groups like us. We're going to need to actually be the ones you know, doing the, the on-the-ground work. More from Tom Brook, fisheries biologist with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters, and the Port Hope Salmon Fishery, after these important words. Angler and Hunter Radio's Outdoor Quiz is brought to you by Yozuri. 
Fish the best. When fishing in Canada's national parks, is it legal to use lead sinkers or jigs? We'll have the answer when we return from these important words. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time on the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique preflex hull design, and the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. Fishing and hunting. Why are these pastimes so important to you? You hunt and fish because the outdoors always calls you back home. It's a tradition. It's a passion. It's your identity. Your promise to stand up for fishing and hunting is a promise for your future. Today, make a promise to support conservation and traditions with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. OFAH membership includes Ontario Out of Doors magazine and, only through this limited-time offer, a Team OFAH camouflage field case, a coast inspection light, Tink's deer lure, Quaker Boy deer call, HS sent away, and a Team OFAH hunting cushion. This limited-time OFAH membership package is only $89.95. Care enough to join today. Call one 800 263-OFAH Isn't it about time you took that fishing or hunting trip of a lifetime? Make your lifelong memory now by booking your adventure at the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Find the perfect hunting or fishing packages in more than hundreds of Quebec's exceptional world-class outfitters. And you know what? You could win your trip by entering one of the two giveaways run by the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Don't wait. They're only a click away at QuebecOutfitters.com or give them a call toll free at 1-800-567-9009. With over 130 years of knife making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look Hunting app. 
allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint detailed weather forecasts and employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, ScoutLook knows no boundaries. Download the ScoutLook hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me, and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. Angler and Hunter Radio's Outdoor Quiz is brought to you by Yozuri. Fish the best. When fishing in Canada's national parks, is it legal to use lead sinkers or jigs? It is illegal to use or possess lead fishing sinkers or jigs in Canada's national parks and in wildlife areas. Welcome back to Angler and Hunter Radio. You're listening to my chat with Tom Brook, fisheries biologist with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters on the Port Hope Salmon Fishery. Tom, what can you tell us? Uh, what happened? What what happened in Port Hope to make the municipality get to this point? I guess one thing to kind of highlight right off the bat is the fact that the salmon that come into to Port Hope in, in this September, October, are Chinook salmon, uh, some coho, but the, the main issue is Chinook salmon. So they naturally produce reproduce in um, the Ganaraska River, uh, which runs right through Port Hope. Um, this species comes up, they spawn, and then they die immediately afterwards. So it's just one kind of point to make initially. What's been happening the last several years is that a good number of people that are accessing the resource that aren't really respecting it for what it is. They're um, using illegal fishing methods like snagging. Uh, some people are wading out into the into the river and, and netting fish. Um, some people are collecting roe and and discarding fish um, improperly so they're they're throwing them up on the bank or they're putting them you know there's there's just a lot of issues um, so there's with, a few bad apples spoiling the soup so to speak pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the the town essentially they you know they've they've had to deal with this problem for a long time it costs them a fair amount of money to to clean up after some of the mess um, on multiple occasions they've tried to provide places for people to uh, you know, discard of carcasses and that kind of thing. And they're carrying out, well, at least in 2015, they're carrying out significant amounts of fish, you know, to uh, they, they had to truck them out, basically. Were these mainly, do you think, from fish being uh, processed on the bank and left there? Or do you think some of them were just fish that had died from spawning? Or is it maybe a combination of it's, both? It's probably a combination of both, really. But, um, but 
And, and, and that's why I kind of wanted to clarify that initial point is just the fact that, you know, if, if you take anglers out of the mix, let's say you were to close a fishery downtown, it's not going to take the fish out of the mix. It's, some people do complain about like an, an odor uh, of, of rotting fish, that kind of thing that kind of permeates the town seasonally. But that's not going to go away because the fish aren't going to go away. They come back naturally. So what kind of a solution took place and how, how, what was your role in it? We're in some discussions with the town of Port Hope uh, last year. Um, they outlined the issue. They said it's costing us a lot of money and it's, it's really problematic. They, you know, they, they had an, an image to uphold. They had other events that are going on at the same time as the salmon run. And this was having some impacts on, on those events and they, they needed something done. So what they essentially did was they set aside some, uh, some funding for their police force to actually start patrolling the river specifically, um, which was, a, a, they, they really stepped up to the plate in that sense. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's always going to be a bit of an issue with enforcement in the sense that COs are stretched really thin. There's a lot going on this time of year. And, and there's, there's only, you know, so many, so many COs out there. Right. Um, so with, with the Port Hope Police Services uh, actually providing some enforcement on the river, you know, that, that kind of fills in the gaps a little bit. So what they did was they did a training session with the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry's enforcement branch to, to get a bit of a crash course on what parts of what legislation they're actually able to enforce. And I got to sit in on those talks. And myself, I got to provide a, a t brief talk on what, legal and illegal angling methods look like essentially because not all of the police they're not all anglers exactly so so they they could come up on a situation they could say well this person looks like he's you know just angling perfectly legally or this guy looks like he's snagging and then they might start watching it a little bit closer um and it was it was a awesome you know, uh, training session to be involved in because I learned so much about the law yeah, and how yeah. conservation officers kind of approach a, a scenario. Obviously, this year there was some results from that. There was some added charges. Yeah, there there have been quite a few charges laid this year. I think we're sitting well, well over hundred this year, and I think last year there were ninety charges laid. So the the increased enforcement presence is is really being felt. What needs to happen is people need to recognize that. You know, this is this is a, a shared resource. Everybody needs to respect it. They need to act lawfully, and hopefully, this increased enforcement presence kind of gets that point across that you can't come to the Ganaraska and um, and break the law. So, looking ahead, any uh, comments coming back yet, or are we still on hold with all that? You know, there 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 has been some rumblings about uh, closing the fishery down, but. You know, a lot of that, uh, the, the results really haven't been seen for 2016. Um, we know that there's a lot of charges being laid, but that was kind of the whole point. The, the idea was that this year uh, the hammer comes down, so to speak, and we're going to see the results next year to see if, if the behavior changes at all. So, you know, uh, any talk about closing the fishery this year is kind of, too early, really, I, I would think, um, because we're not going to see the fruits of our labors. And, you know, the, like I said, the township has really stepped up to the plate, or the, the town of Port Hope has really stepped up to the plate. Their police services have stepped up to the plate. So have MNRF enforcement. Yeah. And, you know, it, it would kind of be a shame to shut it down preemptively when we haven't even seen what's come of all of 
these these charges being laid, etc. So, I mean, for, for anybody out there who's fishing in the Port Hope area, um, you know, you're fishing ethically, you see somebody who's doing something a little dodgy, remember the MNRF tips line, and remember that these privileges can quickly be taken away from us if, uh, if we don't adhere to the laws. And I know most people do. I know that anglers and hunters are a good group of people. It's just a few that make us all look bad. Tom, thank you so much for uh, dropping by and talking to us today about Port Hope uh, salmon and Lakes Gugog Walleye. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Spring bear, coyote, and wolf hunting is up next, so don't go away. Angler and Hunter Radio's Fishing Corner is brought to you by CUDA. Fierce. Tough. Proven. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time in the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique Preflex hull design, and the -the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. Fishing and hunting. Why are these pastimes so important to you? You hunt and fish because the outdoors always calls you back home. It's a tradition. It's a passion. It's your identity. Your promise to stand up for fishing and hunting is a promise for your future. Today, make a promise to support conservation and traditions with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. OFAH membership includes Ontario Out of Doors magazine and, only through this limited time offer, a Team OFAH camouflage field case, a Coast Inspection Light, Tink's Deer Lure, Quaker Boy Deer Call, HS Sent Away, and a Team OFAH hunting cushion. This limited time OFAH membership package is only $89.95. Care enough to join today. Call one 800 263-OFAH. Isn't it about time you took that fishing or hunting trip of a lifetime? Make your lifelong memory now by booking your adventure at the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Find the perfect hunting or fishing packages in more than hundreds of Quebec's exceptional world-class outfitters. And you know what? You could win your trip by entering one of the two giveaways run by the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Don't wait. They're only a click away at QuebecOutfitters.com or give them a call toll free at 1-800-567-9009. With over 130 years of knife making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. 
Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me, and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. Angler and Hunter Radio's Hunting Corner is brought to you by Camillus, quality knives since 1876. So joining us now, Mark Rickman, Senior Wildlife Biologist with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. How are you doing, Mark? Good, Randy. How are you? Good, good. So uh, quite, a, quite a while ago, the spring bear hunt in Ontario was closed. Uh, can you tell the listeners when that happened? Like, you know, roughly how long ago was that? Yeah, that happened uh, back in 1999 was the initial um, proposal to uh, cl- uh, cancel the spring bear hunt. And then um, there were a couple of uh, court challenges uh, from us, from the OFAH, that uh, um, kind of kept that decision in limbo for uh, probably a couple of years until early 2001, at which point... Um, we uh, reached a roadblock, and it was officially completely uh, a dead issue. It was canceled. Right, and, and that was all of the province, was it? Like, a... correct, yeah. So, any, any, anywhere that uh, had a spring bear hunt, it was it was canceled entirely. Okay, so what, uh, what, or why was uh, why was this done? What was the logic behind this closure? Well, there was some fear, uh, which turned out to be unfounded and uh, entirely untrue. That. Um, Hunters, spring bear hunters specifically, were uh, resulting uh, in orphaned bear cubs, um, and uh, there were some uh, 
dramatically overestimated numbers uh, in terms of the number of uh, orphan bear cubs as a result of hunting and um, uh, anti-hunting groups capitalized on that and they uh, they they used that as justification for pressuring the government to um, cancel it entirely and they had had the backing of some some fairly wealthy and powerful um, people that pressured the government to uh, to cancel it. What kind of impact or, or do we have any sort of an idea? of, you know, I guess we're talking about 2001, so we're talking about quite a long time. Mm. Has this had some sort of an impact on the balance of things in terms of uh, black bear populations or? Yeah, well, on an annual basis, um, after the cancellation of spring bear hunt, there were probably, on average, about fourteen or 1,500 fewer bears being harvested annually in the province. So um, black bear populations don't explode the way, um, you know, deer populations or, or, or some other populations can. But, you know, you, 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 um, you protect them for um, however many years that is, you know, 15 years or 14 years. And uh, they, they will increase over time. So um, uh, in the end, what really got the government to examine or re-examine the issue was the, um, the increase in human bear conflicts. So this year in 2016, obviously this was our first spring hunt, mm-hmm. you know, since that other time. And and this was for all wildlife management units, was it? Yeah, any uh, wildlife management unit that um, had a fall bear hunt, which really covers all of Ontario's bear range, uh, now has a spring bear hunt or will have it for the next five years okay. or four or five year period, I should say. Well, I've heard a lot of good things. Um, I guess it's hard to measure any sort of impacts at this point in time. It's still early. That's right, yeah. But uh, anything to add to that? I mean, one of the biggest benefits, obviously, there are there are biological benefits to having a spring bear hunt. Um, it's it's a sustainable uh, hunting opportunity, so there's there's very little reason not to have it. But um, when they uh, proposed to extend the spring bear hunt pilot project for five years, they a they expanded the area across all of Bear Range or uh, any WMU that had a fall bear hunt, and they also allowed uh, non-resident bear hunters to participate. And, and that was one of the um, one of the selling features in the proposal was that uh, it was going to be a, a significant socioeconomic benefit to Ontario. And uh, maybe in the first year, um, some non-resident hunters might have been a little bit slow to uh, take up that opportunity, but um, certainly starting next year and, and maybe over the next three to four years, we're going to see a dramatic increase in participation from non-residents. And that's when we're truly going to appreciate the uh, socioeconomic benefit of the spring bear hunt. So along with this uh, with this resurrection of the spring bear hunt, were there any new laws introduced, Mark? Anything else or anything that's been modified uh, that, that was included with this? Yeah, I guess over um, the last uh, 14 or 15 years, um, there have been, uh, thankfully, very few, but some uh, conflicts between resource users, between people who are out there uh, baiting for bears and, and other outdoor recreationists on the landscape. And uh, as a result, the... Um, the government felt uh, compelled when they reinstated the spring bear hunt to also uh, put in place some uh, baiting restrictions. So it's now illegal to place bear bait or bait for the purposes of bear hunting within um, 500 meters of a dwelling, unless you have permission from the owner of the dwelling, or 500 meters of a public building, so your, your schools and, and things like that, um, as well as within 200 meters of a right-of-way for public vehicular traffic or any um, 
marked trails, major marked trails like the Bruce Trail or things like that. Um, it's illegal to place bait within those um, spatial restrictions of those, uh, those identified features. More from OFAH Senior Wildlife Biologist Mark Rickman when we return after these important words. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Fishing and hunting. Why are these pastimes so important to you? You hunt and fish because the outdoors always calls you back home. It's a tradition. It's a passion. It's your identity. Your promise to stand up for fishing and hunting is a promise for your future. Today, make a promise to support conservation and traditions with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. OFAH membership includes Ontario Out of Doors magazine and only through this limited time offer, a Team OFAH camouflage field case, a coast inspection light, Tink's deer lure, Quaker Boy deer call, HS sent away, and a Team OFAH hunting cushion. This limited time OFAH membership package is only $89.95. Care enough to join today. Call one 800 263 OFAH. Isn't it about time you took that fishing or hunting trip of a lifetime? Make your lifelong memory now by booking your adventure at the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Find the perfect hunting or fishing packages in more than hundreds of Quebec's exceptional world class outfitters. And you know what? You could win your trip by entering one of the two giveaways run by the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Don't wait. They're only a click away at QuebecOutfitters.com or give them a call toll free at 1-800-567-9009. With over 130 years of knife making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. 
That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me, and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. Well, you're welcome back to Anglin Hunter Radio. Uh, we have Mark Rickman, Senior Wildlife Biologist, with us here today from the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. And we're going to talk about our recent ban on wolf and coyote hunting. That's so, right. So when did this ban happen on wolf and coyote hunting? Yeah, so I guess within the last um, year, I would say, the uh, uh, the Committee on the Status of um, Species at Risk in Ontario designated the Algonquin Wolf specifically. Um, what is as, an Algonquin Wolf, uh, by uh, the way? Excellent question, yeah. I mean, when <laughs> I mention it, people say, well, are they only in Algonquin Park? No, it could be somewhat misleading. I mean, it's really a, a renamed Eastern Wolf. An that Eastern is, Wolf, that, okay. That really only exists. They're, they're really focusing on the animals that are in uh, central Ontario, okay. most of which are in Algonquin Park. But as we'll discuss in a moment, there are some core areas outside of Algonquin Park where Algonquin Wolves or Eastern Wolves um, uh, do exist. So uh, within the last year, um, Casaro, that group I mentioned, uplisted the status of uh, the eastern wolf from a species of special concern to a threatened species. Um, and under the Endangered Species Act in Ontario, uh, any uh, species that is designated as threatened or uh, worse, so uh, endangered or you know extinct or whatever the case is, automatically receives protection um, uh, from harm, uh, and their habitat actually receives protection from harm. So the uh, Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry was in a, a, an odd position where the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Act was allowing the harvest um, of these animals, okay. you know, through legal hunting and trapping, yep. but it was technically illegal under the Endangered Species Act. So there's an odd conflict there that we don't typically experience. Um, so the MNRF, uh, they weren't required to do anything, but uh, I understand that they felt compelled to do something, and as a result, they have banned um, hunting and trapping for any canid in 39 townships in central Ontario. And the reason um, that applies to both Algonquin wolves and eastern coyotes uh, is that it's very difficult for for probably the average person, the average hunter, to uh, differentiate between Algonquin wolves and eastern coyotes. So as a result of the protections um, for Algonquin wolves, unfortunately, coyotes are also being protected. We also know that there's, there's a very healthy population of coyotes in this province. And we have a deer herd to manage. So we continue to manage the deer herd. We continue to manage other cervids in the province and, and other types of animals. 
what's this going to do in terms of balance? I mean, you know, letting wolf and coyote just continue on the way they are. Yeah, that's uh, part of the concern. Um, I think we can, for the most part, everybody agrees uh, that trying to restore a species at risk is a noble goal. Um, but it is possible to agree on an ultimate goal, but disagree on the method of, of achieving that goal. The concern we have with the protection uh, of coyotes is obviously there are some some potential impacts on other species. Um, po uh, coyote populations are already high from what we hear pretty much anywhere in central and southern Ontario, and that will not improve in these areas because they are now protected from harvest. And if we think about the goal of restoring Algonquin wolves, we really only have two options. They can either increase in abundance where they exist now, or they can spread out on the landscape uh, in some way, shape, or form and increase in abundance in those new areas. But if you look across the southern and central Ontario landscape, the landscape is saturated with predators. Whether they're Algonquin wolves, eastern coyotes, or hybrids of the two, they are completely saturated. It, probably anywhere south of the French and Mattawa rivers, all the way down to the southern border of Ontario, um, the landscape is saturated. And all these packs, they segregate themselves spatially. They don't; their territories don't really overlap. So, if the landscape is saturated with other canids, there's really no space for these Algonquin wolf packs to disperse into and establish new territories. So. Our concern is that by protecting coyotes, those populations will remain healthy and there will be no opportunity for Algonquin wolves to, to expand their range and increase in abundance. With, with that being said, populations of the stuff that they feed on is going to drop. How mm -hmm. is that going to help them? Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually <laughs> a, a, an ancillary concern that we expressed in our submission. Um, when it comes to Algonquin Provincial Park, there are a lot of groups who think that Algonquin Provincial Park should be hands-off. You know, there should be no forestry or any sort of industrial activity in there. Uh, a concern that we expressed in our submission is that forestry activity, which is very sustainable and highly regulated, needs to continue in Algonquin Provincial Park for the provision of habitat for prey species of the Algonquin wolf. So moose, deer, and beavers, for instance. If forestry activity were to be eliminated in Algonquin Provincial Park, over time, you would see those prey populations decline. They would suffer. And as a result, the population of Algonquin wolves in that core area would suffer because there would be very little, if nothing, for them to feed on. So that's uh, just an ancillary concern, uh, I guess, uh, by extension of, of this protection that, uh, that has been expanded in, in parts of central Ontario. We, we also still have concerns about the protections that exist in Algonquin Provincial Park and some of those surrounding townships. What kind of science do they use to base this on? Uh, do they do they take inventory? Uh, uh, you know, now compared to ten years ago, how how did that all work? Yeah, the Ministry of Natural Resources, um, and uh, in conjunction with Trent University, has been doing quite a bit of uh, genetic research actually on on canids in general in southern Ontario, and uh, um, they've come up with um, uh, a fairly decent estimate, I think, of Algonquin wolf populations in Ontario, and and that. Uh, estimate is well below Casaro's threshold for a threatened species, which I, I believe is um, uh, about a thousand individuals, mature individuals in a population, anything less than that, and they they, uh, they warrant classification as a threatened species. So until we get to that point um, of having a thousand or more Algonquin wolves um, in a population, um, I, I wouldn't reason reasonably expect any change to um, I guess any uh, uh, any um, removal of those restrictions, those uh, hunting and trapping restrictions.
Okay, so um, looking back and reeling back to what we talked about in the first part uh, of today was about the, the black bear closure in the spring. Right. Um, some similarities here? Yeah, I mean, the the ban in Algonquin Provincial Park and the surrounding townships has been in place in parts of that, that area for 13, 14 years. And what they noticed over time is that when they banned hunting and trapping, obviously human-caused mortality of eastern wolves dropped dramatically. But there was a commensurate increase in natural mortality. So that in the end, in terms of Algonquin wolf abundance, there has been very little, if any, benefit uh, very little increase in their numbers. And that's a 13 or 14 year ban on hunting and trapping. So our concern is that if you have a 14 year natural history experiment that hasn't benefited the population in the way you expect it to, why are you then ex- expanding the restrictions to other areas? Talking specifically about the uh, spring bear hunt, the OFAH stuck their, with their guns on mm-hmm. this one. And uh, I mean, We've seen this through. It took a long time. We've seen it through. That's right. Um, our stance on wolf and coyote, is it the same? Yeah, we've been, um, uh, I guess, uh, in opposition to the existing ban in Algonquin Provincial Park and those areas for those reasons that I just stated. And, and we've always um, uh, we've always been very vocal in our opposition to that. Uh, now our concerns are, are shifting. It, it encompasses a much greater area, not only Algonquin Provincial Park, but Killarney Provincial Park and some surrounding townships. Queen Elizabeth II Wildlands Park and Quartha Highlands uh, Provincial Park and some townships uh, surrounding those areas. So our concern is that, um, uh, you know, this this ban on hunting and trapping will not have the intended effect. But it is, it, it has been banned as of September 14th. Um, it has been banned. The best we can hope for at this point is that A, either, you know, either the government reconsiders their position or B, that we are wrong and this expanded prohibition actually does result in an increase in Algonquin wolves to the point that over time they can no longer be considered threatened and these harvest prohibitions will be repealed. And anything to add, Mark? Yeah, I do know that um, uh, every any uh, hunter that had purchased a wolf-coyote game seal prior to a specific date will be or has received a letter from the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry with all this information. Um, the, the people we're concerned about are the, are the ones who maybe haven't heard this news and are, are maybe going out to deer camp and intend on buying a wolf coyote game seal that, that, that haven't uh, really heard this news. Or ones that don't even require one or, or normally wouldn't require one. Potentially, yeah. just a small game license. That's right, so, yeah. So yeah, be, uh, be watchful of that. Make sure that you do your due diligence. Check the regulations. And thanks, Mark, for spending some time here on our final episode of the year. Thanks. Bill C-246, the good, the bad, and the ugly when we return. Angler and Hunter Radio's Hunting Corner is brought to you by Camillus. Quality knives since 1876. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time in the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique Preflex hull design, and the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. 
Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. Fishing and hunting. Why are these pastimes so important to you? You hunt and fish because the outdoors always calls you back home. It's a tradition. It's a passion. It's your identity. Your promise to stand up for fishing and hunting is a promise for your future. Today, make a promise to support conservation and traditions with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. OFAH membership includes Ontario Out of Doors magazine and, only through this limited time offer, a Team OFAH camouflage field case, a coast inspection light, Tink's deer lure, Quaker Boy deer call, HS sent away, and a Team OFAH hunting cushion. This limited time OFAH membership package is only $89.95. Care enough to join today. Call one 800 263-OFAH Isn't it about time you took that fishing or hunting trip of a lifetime? Make your lifelong memory now by booking your adventure at the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Find the perfect hunting or fishing packages in more than hundreds of Quebec's exceptional world-class outfitters. And you know what? You could win your trip by entering one of the two giveaways run by the Quebec Outfitters Federation. Don't wait. They're only a click away at QuebecOutfitters.com or give them a call toll-free at 1-800-567-9009. Aquatic invading species are a growing threat to our lakes and rivers and the native species that call them home. By taking two minutes to clean, drain, and dry your boat every time you take it out of the water, you will help stop the spread of aquatic invasive species into new water bodies. For more information, contact the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program. With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolf Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look Hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns. And with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? 
The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. Greg Ferrant, Government Affairs and Policies with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters, here to the studio bright and early this morning. How are you doing? I'm still asleep. You're still asleep. <laughs> Haven't had your coffee yet. <laughs> good morning, Randy. How are you? Good, good. Okay, so let's let's start off from the beginnings here. Uh, what is Bill C-246 and when was it introduced? Well, several months ago, a liberal backbencher from Toronto, uh, Mr. Erskine-Smith, introduced an animal cruelty bill into Parliament, uh, as you said, Bill C-246. Uh, the, since that time, uh, this bill has been the subject of a lot of debate, a lot of discussion, and finally yesterday, a vote in the House of Commons. Okay, so uh, the uh, spirit of the bill, as far as, you know, just generally speaking, was what? what? Why did they bring this thing out? This is the latest in a very long line of animal cruelty legislation that's been before Parliament going back to 1998. I think this was about the 18th or 19th version of the bill, uh, with the exception of two very minor bills uh, that made small changes that we had no difficulty with. All the previous versions were defeated soundly. Uh, in essence, the bill seeks to do several things. It seeks to uh, increase the fines and penalties for things like selling cat and dog fur to use in textiles. Uh, it seeks to, you know, stop dog and animal fighting, uh, to clamp down on illegal puppy mills, to eliminate the practice of shark finning, which technically is already illegal in Canada. On the face of it, uh, those issues alone, nobody really has too much of a problem with them. But the bill itself went way, be way beyond that and included a very significant number of clauses that would have uh, monumentally changed the criminal code in Canada and put people in this country who hunt, who fish, who trap, who farm, who engage in medical research, who fox hunt, who train dogs, a whole slew of activities involving the outdoor and agricultural community at severe risk if the bill had passed. So what kind of action was taken and what was the result of the action? Well, since the introduction of the bill, the, the OFAH, along with our affiliates across the country and uh, affiliates in the agricultural community across Canada, uh, people who engage in medical research and a whole slew of other industries that could have been potentially affected by this legislation, have been working very hard to convince the members of Parliament that uh, this bill needs to be defeated, and that effort has been ongoing daily for the last six months. With that being said, then, on October 5th, uh, what happened? Well, uh, the long-awaited uh, second reading of the bill occurred uh, last night in Parliament, uh, October the 5th, and I'm pleased to report that the bill went down in uh, in blazing fashion. Uh, the vote was 198 to 84 against the bill, so it is now dead. And uh, we have succeeded in, in defeating this very serious piece of legislation. You know, I can't say enough about how uh, we were able to bring together 
uh, as OFAH bring together across the country our partners in in several outdoor use communities to uh, rally against this bill. They all deserve a measure of credit and uh, we're pleased to have taken the lead on this and to have come to a very successful conclusion. So thanks for having me. Tune in next week for our final episode of the year, including proposed changes to the Wild Turkey Program and more on Angler and Hunter Radio. The Angler and Hunter Radio Show has been brought to you by Yamaha. What kind of Yamaha are you? Angler and Hunter Radio is a production of the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Please send your tall tales and comments to ahradio.ca. Don't forget, you can check out past episodes of Angler and Hunter Radio on the web or at wrvo.com.